Hello, this is Melissa Lau, Associate Pastor of Congregational Care and Missions at Wesley Memorial United Methodist Church. Thank you for subscribing to our podcast. Our sermon series is based on the book of Matthew. Please jump in and learn along with us as we go on this exciting journey. Thanks again for listening. God bless. Once again, we find Jesus telling a story, and the story that we will hear in the Gospel of Matthew today is evidently a story that Jesus told multiple times because it occurs in various versions in the Gospel. Our version is found in Matthew chapter 25. I'll begin reading at verse 14, and here's Jesus' story. For it is as if a man going on a journey summoned his servants and entrusted his property to them. To one of the servants he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then the master went away. The one who had received the five talents went off at once and traded with them and made five more talents. In the same way, the one who had two talents made two more talents. But the one who had received the one talent went off and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. The one who had received the five talents came forward bringing five more talents saying, Master, you handed over to me five talents. See, I have made five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy servant. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And the one with the two talents also came forward, saying, Master, you handed over to me two talents. See, I have made two more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy servant. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Then the one who had received the one talent also came forward, saying, Master, I knew that you were a harsh man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Have, here you have what is yours. But the master replied, You wicked and lazy servant. You knew, did you, that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I did not scatter? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers. And on my return, I would have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one with the ten talents. For to all those who have, more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who have nothing... Even what they have will be taken away. As for this worthless servant, throw him into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. Here in this story, 
A talent is not a talent as we know it today in our culture. Usually when we speak of a talent, we're speaking of a natural skill or aptitude. But here in this text, here in Jesus' story, Jesus is talking about a talent as a measure of value, a monetary unit. So what's being distributed here by the master is a vast sum of money to his servants. A talent in Jesus's day was valued at more than 15 years of wages for a typical servant. So this is a vast amount of money that this master is sharing with his servants. It is the story of a wealthy man who's going on a long journey. And as he leaves for his journey, he depends upon his servants to keep his business going. So what he does is he takes large sums of money and he distributes these large sums of money to his servants. To one of his servants, he gives five talents. To another servant, he gives two talents. And to another servant, he gives only one talent. The text tells us that this master understood his servants well, so he distributed this money to them according to each one's ability. The one who received five talents invested the money, and he doubled the money. The one who received two talents invested the money, and he doubled the money. But the one who received one talent was afraid, so he just hid the money away. He hoarded the money away, and he did not get any return for his investment. Here in this story that Jesus shares with us, we really see two types of servants. And the first servant, the first type of servant, even though there's two of these servants, is the faithful servant, the trustworthy servant. He was the one who used the master's resources, and he brought a return to the master for those resources. He invested those resources And those resources that he left with these first two servants bore great fruit. They were able to risk. They were able to take risk in life. They were able to take risk with these resources because they appropriately and adequately understood their master. They knew their master to be a generous, trusting, benevolent person. So when their master gave these first two, the faithful servant types, they knew that he would encourage them and support them, and he would wish that they would take risk and bear fruit with what they had been given. So that's the first type of servant here in the text, the faithful, the trustworthy servant And there were two of those here in the story. But then there's the second type of servant here in this text. It is the wicked and the lazy servant. This was the servant that received the smallest amount of money. Again, the master understood his servants. 
And this servant took that one talent, still a vast sum of money, and he buried it. He hid it away. And it brought no return. It bore no fruit. It gained no interest. So when the master returned, this servant just returned the one talent that he had received. And it appears here in the text that this wicked, lazy servant acted without a risk, acted in a non-profitable way, bore no fruit for the master because he misunderstood this master. In the text, this third servant, this wicked, lazy servant, says that he was afraid because he knew the master to be a harsh man. There's no reason he would have known this master to be a harsh man. There's nothing in this story that would allude to the master being a harsh man. The only thing we see in this story is the master acting in a very generous, trusting way. You know, one of the most important things about us is our view of God. The way we view God will have a great, great impact on the way we live life. This third servant, the wicked, lazy servant, had a poor view of God, an unfair and unreasonable view of his master, and he refused to take a risk. He wanted to just play it safe. The bishop that ordained me back in 1986 was Bishop Bevel Jones. And Bishop Jones used to tell us frequently that we should always live one step beyond caution. We should always be faithful enough, trusting enough in God that we can take risk, that we can embrace our destiny by always moving upward and outward, by always having the courage to live one step beyond caution. Here in this story from Jesus today, this wicked, lazy servant could not do that. He refused to take a risk. And he says actually in the text, I was afraid, so I went and I hid your talent in the ground. You know, it's hard for me to accept in this text that this third servant, this wicked and lazy servant, really is the villain in the text. Because you see, I I understand this third servant I understand this third servant wanting to play it safe. I understand this third servant wanting to not take a risk, not waste anything, not risk wasting anything and hoarding what he had. I I had great parents, but I also had parents that were Depression-era people. They had been raised during the Great Depression. So one of the things I was taught was to hoard and not waste. 
and be very, very frightened of taking risk. So there's part of me that really understands. I even pity this third servant, this servant who couldn't bring the master a return on his investment. This service, this servant just wanted to be secure. I guess he was the type of person that would wear both a belt and suspenders. He was the type of person that figuratively would live his whole life quivering in fear underneath a bed. And because of that, he refused to live the way that his master wanted him to live. Let me make very clear the meaning of this story. In this story, we're being taught that the master, we're being taught that God has made a great investment in each one of us, and God wants a return on his investment. Because of who God is and because of who we know God to be, because of our trust in God, we can take risk. We really can live one step beyond caution. We can do kingdom work on behalf of Jesus Christ. We can do kingdom work in such a way that we bear fruit for the sake of Jesus Christ here in this world. There are two types of servants here in this text, three servants. The first two servants are a symbol, the type of the faithful servant who so trusts God that they can step out in risk and bear great fruit for the sake of the master. But the third servant was a wicked lazy servant who just wanted to play it safe and secure, who based his life more on fear than faith. And that's why here at the end of the text, you hear the first two servants, the faithful servants, the trustworthy servants being told by the master, well done, good and trustworthy servant. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. That's what I want all of us to hear one day. You also notice here in the text that the wicked, lazy servant heard something very different. The wicked, lazy servant eventually hears cast the worthless, wicked, lazy servant into outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Jesus refers to this place multiple times in the Gospel of Matthew as a place where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. I hope that you understand in the New Testament, it is Jesus who says more to us about hell than any of the other authors, any of the other characters in the New Testament. My prayer is that all of us will so receive Jesus Christ, believe in the goodness of Jesus Christ, live under the lordship of Jesus Christ, 
that we will hear, well done, good and trustworthy servant. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. This is the master inviting us to the messianic eternal banquet. I've been blessed over the years, as have many of you, with the writings of Max Lucado. He's a prolific author, and everything he seems to write seems to be so powerful. It just keeps coming from his heart, coming from his pen, and we've been blessed with it so many times. One of my favorite things written by Max Lucado is an early book entitled The Applause of Heaven. And it's the end of that book, The Applause of Heaven, that is a passage I will always hold deep and dear in my heart. This is the way Max Lucado ends that book, The Applause of Heaven, with these words. And he's speaking to all of us. You'll be home soon. You may not have noticed it, but you are closer to home than ever before. Each moment is a step taken. Each breath is a page turned. Each day is a mile marked, a mountain climbed. You are closer to home than you have ever been. Before you know it, your appointed arrival time will come. You will descend the ramp and enter the city. You will see faces that are waiting for you. You will hear your name spoken by those who love you. And maybe, just maybe, in the back, behind the crowds, the one who would rather die than live without you will remove his pierced hands from his heavenly robe and applaud. May we have the courage, the faith, to so invest in kingdom work that one day we will hear the applause of heaven and we will hear him say, well done, good and trustworthy servant. You have been trustworthy, faithful in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.